It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Denmark's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Denmark's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for players, so those familiar with it can jump ahead to around four minutes uh, where we begin to talk about the team. And the times for each section are near, uh, or actually are at the top of the show notes now. And for YouTube watchers, those will include a timestamp that you can click on directly uh, to go to the, to the point that you want to. For those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near the end of the media cast, uh, the last 10 minutes where we summarize the likely starters. Just prior to that, with about 20 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad, uh, the main issues with the squad, their club affiliations, some stats, and an overview of new injured and outgoing players. We will also be uh, editing this media cast into a shorter version uh, for those who are just looking for an overview. For those looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. Uh, we go through the players uh, and how likely each one is to make the final squad. And we explain why we think so and give information on each player's history and standing with the squad. The way we do this is by first organizing the players into their designated positions. And uh, we always note that these are a bit artificial since players don't always play in their coded positions, but we will point that out. Um, and overall, even though it's a bit artificial, it's a good way to organize the discussion. Then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our soccer files. And we use that data to predict how likely the player is to make the team based mostly on their recent participa participation, but a couple of other factors as well. We categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. And we also mention big players who have recently retired, and we make note of any players who are currently injured. And at the end, we finish by a quick run through of the squad again and try to determine which players will actually be the starters. Right. Now, for those following on YouTube, we have a very simple graphic where we list the names, and you can actually see the players' names written. And uh, this is the same broadcast for the uh, audio podcast, so we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves with the uh, players' names so that you know who's who when they step onto the field. You can impress your friends by telling them what you've learned here. And that's as much as we can do to this point. But as the rosters are being published, we will do an update episode on the teams and the players. For the players, that will essentially be going over our predictions, updating them based on the games played to that point, and uh, revealing which players were selected. So there are uh, some friendlies at the end of September and uh, prior to the Cup. So... Uh, there may be a few changes uh, and injuries, for example. So anyway, keep your eye out for those update uh, media casts, probably in mid-November. All right, let's go on to talk about Denmark. And we're going to begin with uh, takeaways from previous podcasts. So uh, we did do a um, podcast on Denmark as a team prior to the Euro 2020 uh 
Euro Cup, Euro 2020, and that was actually in the summer of 2021. Uh, and we also did a podcast on the teams for the World Cup, so that's uh, Group D. Um, so those are more focused on the teams, but I think we did mention a little bit about players in that Euro Cup podcast, but this is really the first time we've examined their players. Uh, so uh, most of the takeaways are based on the team, and uh, we noted with Denmark that they're good uh, in tournaments if they manage to reach it. So they've reached the World Cup five times prior to 2022 and passed the group stage four times. For Euro, uh, it's eight times that they have reached the Cup. They passed the group stage only four times, but they did reach the semifinals three of those four times. So they tend to make the best of it when they get there. Uh, Denmark is at a peak form, uh, peak of form since 2016. So uh, we talked about a lull from 2014. Um, uh, well, we talked about a lull prior to 2016, uh, missing four of six cups in that period. Uh, however, they have reached the last three tournaments, including this cup, and they even passed the group stage in the 2018 World Cup and 2020 uh, Euro Cup, so they will want to keep that form uh, going. You may recall that in the 2020 Euro Cup, um, Christian Eriksen uh, worryingly collapsed on the field in their game against Finland, um, and that seemed to galvanize the team uh, into a good performance. Or, or At first, they seemed shocked. And I, I think they lost that game against Finland or, or tied it. Uh, but it seemed to galvanize uh, them into a tight squad. And they went on to uh, finish in the semifinals there in 2020. So uh, Ericsson is now back, by the way. Um, but um, a lot of the players who played in the 2020 Cup are still there. So it's a pretty tight squad. Let's move on to talk about their formations. And uh, we start with the Euro Cup in 2020. I'll maybe add 2020 there, uh, which was in the summer of 2021, confusingly. They started with a 4-3-3 formation. However, uh, for all five games after that, uh, they went with a 3-4-2-1 formation. And we're going to see that's kind of their preferred formation. So three central defenders across the box. Uh, four in the kind of the defensive midfield. So we'll see that those outside uh, midfielders there are usually the left and right backs uh, pushing upfield. Uh, two uh, in the attacking midfield. So we'll probably refer to those as uh, left and right attacking midfielder and uh, one uh, center forward. Uh, they did change things up a bit in World Cup qualification. Uh, a couple of strange formations there in the 5-4-1 um, and the 4-1-4-1 uh, in games one and two. Um, those actually are, are quite similar, just a stopper instead of a three-man um, central defense there. But still the, the, the single um, center forward. Um, so a bit unusual. Uh, then they seem to kind of go back to that 3-4-2-1. However, it looked more like a 3-2-2-2-1, if you will. So uh, just kind of uh, separated upfield. If you think about it, the 3-2-2-2-1 is pretty similar to the 3-4-2-1, uh, just with the um, um, 
midfield kind of separated into defensive midfielders and wingers. Uh, game four was a 4-3-3, and um, the rest were either the 3-2-2-2-1 the or the 3-4-2-1, uh, similar formations. So we can say the first two were a little unusual. The 4-3-3 we had seen before in game four, but uh, four of the seven games were basically the 3-4-2-1. Um, they had a couple of friendlies after uh, the, that World Cup qualification. And uh, they actually, in terms of the squad, they tend uh, for games six and seven of World Cup qualifying, they had already secured first place. So they tended to be a bit more experimentative uh, in those games. Those were against uh, Faroe Islands and Scotland. Uh, however, in the friendlies that followed, they seemed to generally go with their top players. A bit of experimentation there, but the real experimentation seemed more really to be in the last two games of World Cup qualifying. And uh, like most teams in Nations League, um, they seemed to use it to kind of experiment with their squad. So the formations in the Nations League were again the 3-4-2-1. Uh, in two of the games, in games one and four, uh, slightly different in game two with a 3-4-1-2, so a central attacking midfielder and uh, two forwards. Uh, that's the only time they use two forwards. And game three was a 4-2-3-1. So they have used uh, four defenders a few times. Um, um, but uh, I wonder if actually the attacking midfielder in games two and three was because Christian Eriksen was back and that's his coded position. Anyway, once again, uh, maybe if you think of uh, Denmark as generally a three-man uh, three backline, four defensive midfielders with, uh, with wingers, uh, two attacking midfielders and one forward, um, generally, that's the formation they seem to prefer. All right, let's go on and talk about the squad. Uh, we'll begin with the manager. And uh, I'm actually going to begin with the manager in 2018 to give a little bit of history. So um, I'm really not sure how to say the name. Uh, uh, Age Harade. Um, Age Harade. Um, was the manager of the team in the 2018 World Cup. And I won't go into too much detail. He was their manager from 2016 to uh, 2020, but that was before uh, the Euro Cup that they got rid of him. And um, for the Euro Cup, they brought in Kasper Hulman. So he is their current manager, Kasper Hulman. And... Um, as I said, has been with Denmark since 2020. So he led them through the uh, Euro Cup there. Actually, and uh, 2020 was the year before the Euro Cup was played. I think I got a little uh, confused there, thinking it was shortly before the Cup, but it wasn't. It was uh, a year before the Cup, at least. Um, he has basically coached uh, clubs in Denmark, Nordseland and um, Lingby and uh, actually doesn't have a lot of experience, but he did well in Euro 2020, which was his first uh, tournament with uh, any national team, Denmark being the only one he coached. And uh, he is uh, um, 28, 50 years old. 
All right, so it'll be Casper Hulman leading them through the cup because I doubt they will change that uh, before we go. Let's move on to goalkeepers, and I'll start by just introducing the names. So we have Casper Schmeichel as a definite candidate, and then we uh, go all the way down to possible with Frederick Rono and um, Peter Vindal Jensen. Um, and we have a possible but unlikely in uh, Jesper Hansen. And we have two players who seem to be off the squad, Jonas Lossel and uh, uh, Daniel Iverson. Okay, so we'll go back to Casper uh, Schmeichel. And um, it's pretty easy to see why we have him as a definite candidate. He started all, thir uh, all 13 of their games since the 2021 uh, Euro Cup. And I'm going to say 2021 Euro Cup just because that's uh, when it took place and it's a bit confusing to say the 2020 even though that's its official name. Casper uh, Schmeichel uh, has 86 caps for the national team and he's been with them since 2012 and he is currently uh, 36 years old. And uh, he recently moved to Nice in France in 2022, but with, uh, was with Leicester for a long time in England, including the goalkeeper behind their title-winning se uh, season from 2011 to 2022. And he played for other teams in England, Leeds United, Notts County, uh, Manchester City, actually, from 2005 to 2009, although he was loaned out to... Uh, um, uh, quite a few clubs during that period. So Kasper Schmeichel, uh, his first tournament was the 2012 Euro Cup. He was on the roster, but he didn't see any action. Stefan Anderson uh, was the uh, starting goalkeeper there. But for the World Cup um, 2018, which was Denmark's next tournament, uh, he started and finished all four games. So... Um, he uh, saved a penalty in extra time against Croatia there at uh, 116 minutes, but uh, they eventually lost that game on penalties. So made a good showing in the World Cup there in 2018 and also in Euro 2020 uh, where they reached the semifinals. So he also saved a penalty by Ka uh, Harry Kane in extra time um, of the semifinal against England, but also lost... Uh, uh, lost that game too. Uh, the next keeper we'll talk about is Frederick Rono. So we have him as just a possible candidate because he didn't start any of their 13 games. Well, no one did because Casper uh, Michael started all of them. So we look at the, how, how much they were used, uh, called up on the bench. And uh, Frederick Rono was called up for nine of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And uh, he has been with the team since 2000. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so he's with Union Berlin uh, in Germany since 2021 and played for Eintracht, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt before that from 2018 to 20, uh, he did a, a bit of a loan spell with Schalke there. And prior to that, he was in Denmark with uh, Brondby and a couple of other clubs. So 
Uh, he was uh, on the roster for the 2018 World Cup. That was his first tournament. And again on the roster for the Euro 2020. Um, Kasper Schmeichel starting both of those tournaments. And so um, a likely, can or sorry, a possible candidate here. Peter Vindal Jensen uh, is also a possible candidate. Peter Vindal Jensen um, first appeared on the bench in November 2022. Sorry, in November 2021. Uh, he didn't start any of the remaining eight games to, to June, uh, but he was on the bench for six of them. Um, so he's been with the team since 2020. He actually did get one cap uh, there at the beginning. And he is quite young at uh, 23 years old. And he plays for um, AZ Alkmaar in the Netherlands uh, since 2021. So a possible candidate there. Um, next we have possible but unlikely, Jesper Hansen. He didn't start any of their games uh, since the Euro Cup, but he was on the bench for four. However, he was not selected for nine matches, including the last eight. So, um, uh, Jesper Hansen um, has not been selected for any tournaments. He was actually uh, on the preliminary squad for the 2018 World Cup. Um, but he didn't make the final cut. And I've kind of jumped ahead because I didn't give the bio information. Uh, he's actually a bit of an interesting case because the he has two caps for the team, but they were way back in 2012 and 13. So he has been called up to the bench uh, since then, but hasn't earned a cap uh, since 2013. And he is uh, older than Schmeichel at 37 years old. He plays for... Um, um, AGF Aarhus in Denmark since 2021. All right, and uh, Jonas Lossel, we have him uh, seemingly off the team now. Uh, he last appeared for the national team on the bench in September 2021, so shortly after the Euro Cup there. So he was on the team from 2016 to 2020, but he only earned one cap, and now he is 33 years old. He plays for uh, Midtjylland in Denmark since 2021, uh, but he was loaned to uh, Brentford in England uh, in 2022. So we're going to see a lot of Danish players uh, kind of gathering at Brentford in England. Uh, Jonas Lawson was with Everton uh, in England before that and loaned to a few teams. He also played for Mainz uh, in Germany and uh, Green Camp in France. So he's been around... A little bit. He's also kind of been around the squad because he was a backup keeper in the 2020 uh, Euro Cup and in the 2018 World Cup, although he didn't see action uh, in either of those tournaments. So Jonas Lossel uh, seemed to be kind of the backup keeper, but now seems to have dropped off the team. Okay, I'm finally Daniel Iverson. Um, uh, Daniel Iverson earned his first two caps on the bench in September 2019, but then uh, disappeared from the uh, scene for two and a half years, uh, but returned in March 2022. He didn't start any of their remaining six games, but he was on the bench for all six matches uh, since March 2022. So he plays for Leicester uh, in England. 
So those are the candidates that we're looking at. And uh, I'll just tell you the situation with the goalkeeper. Well, it's quite simple. It's Casper uh, Schmeichel all the time. But we're going to talk about whether that's a bit of an issue because uh, um, maybe he's starting too much and the others, uh, the backup keepers aren't getting um, uh, enough kind of experience. So uh, Schmeichel even played in the two friendlies in March where... Um, they had an opportunity to try out new keepers or those last two uh, World Cup qualifying games where they had already secured uh, passage. Okay, let's move on now to central defenders. And I'll just clean up the graphics for the YouTube people a little bit here. So central defenders will go through the candidates first. And we have a definite candidate in Andreas Christiansen. Two likely candidates in uh, Janik, uh, Janik Vestergaard and Joachim Anderson. And then possible candidates in Simon Kerr. Uh, I think Danish fans will be surprised. Uh, that I'm putting him as a possible candidate. But from an objective point of view, um, it's kind of uncertain because he's an injury risk. Uh, we have Victor Nelson and Andreas Maxo. And uh, uh, seemingly off the team, uh, Matthias Jorgensen, um, sometimes called Zanka, his nickname. Uh, Zanka. Let's go back to the top with uh, Andreas Christiansen. So uh, a bit of rotation here in central defense. So uh, uh, Andreas Christiansen started nine of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup uh, and was selected for four others. And he has been with the squad since 2015, the national team, and has 58 caps and one goal. He is currently 26 years old. He recently moved to Barcelona in Spain uh, in 2022, but was with Chelsea in England for a long time before that, uh, since 2014. Uh, early in that spell uh, with Chelsea, he was loaned to Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, from 2015 to 17, but he actually was with the uh, Chelsea Youth Club uh, from 2012 to 14, having moved over from the Bronby Youth Club so uh, Andreas Christiansen's first tournament was the uh, 2018 World Cup, and he was a starter uh, right away there. Um, and he was also a starter in uh, 2020 uh, in, the, in the Euro Cup, starting all six games there. Uh, but he did sub out injured um, in the last game. Um, okay, so... Um, he actually scored a tremendous goal uh, in that tournament, an incredible blast from well outside the box um, uh, in their win over Russia. Okay, Yannick Vestergaard is a likely candidate. Uh, he started six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was uh, subbed in for one besides and on the bench for three. So just uh, the first three matches uh, after the Euro Cup, he wasn't selected for. Uh, but then he, he was a um, permanent candidate or a permanent call-up after that. Uh, Yannick Vestergaard uh, got his first cap in 2013 and now has 36 caps and two goals. And he's 30 years old. And he um, plays for Leicester in England, just like goalkeeper Casper uh, Schmeichel did. Casper uh, Schmeichel has moved on, of course. But... Um, 
since 2021. So he just basically uh, joined the team shortly before Casper Schmeichel left. Uh, Vestergaard was with Southampton in England before that from 2018 to 21, and with Borussia Mönchengladbach and Werder Bremen and Hoffenheim, uh, all clubs in Germany. So after um, uh, kind of graduating from the Bronby Youth Club, he immediately moved to Germany. Uh, Vestergaard was on the squad for the 2018 World Cup, but he was just uh, on the bench there and didn't see any action. In Euro 2020, he subbed into game one um, and then gained a starting position for the remaining five games. Um, so he actually did give away uh, a soft penalty to Russia in game three there. Um, but... Uh, gained a starting position but we're kind of going to see that he's a bit on the outside edge he gained that starting position i believe it was due to an injury um but we'll kind of see he's on the edge he hasn't really firmly established himself as a starter but uh we consider him likely to reach the squad uh whether he's on the bench or starting uh, next is Joachim Anderson, also a likely candidate. He started uh, eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. So like uh, Vestergaard, he wasn't called up for three games. And I probably should have done him first because I think he's a bit more likely uh, to start than Vestergaard is. Um he has been on the team, Joachim Anderson, since 2019, so a relative newcomer, uh, and has 19 caps in that time. He's 26 years old and plays for Crystal Palace in England since 2021. He was with uh, Lyon before that from 2019 to 21, but he was loaned to Fulham in England uh, in the second half of his time with Lyon. And he also uh, was in various other countries, Sampdoria in Italy and uh, Twente in the Netherlands um, and uh, played uh, played for a couple of clubs in um, Denmark uh, in his youth, uh, for his youth uh, time. Okay, uh, so that is... Uh, Joachim Anderson, a likely candidate. And now we'll move on to Simon Kerr. So uh, he's a big name for Netherlands. He's the, he, oh, sorry, for Denmark. He's the captain of the team. So I really do think he will be uh, on the squad if he is fit. But um, he was injured uh, for the March friendlies. And then he was absent after that, possibly recovering from whatever injury uh, that was. And I, I checked a bit more recently. He wasn't playing for his club uh, in early June either. So he missed those June games for club and country. Uh, but I do kind of think he's recovered uh, over the summer. So it's hard to imagine that he wouldn't return. Uh, however, he has just played six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And he was on the bench for two. He was only listed uh, sorry, on the bench for one. He was only listed as injured for two. But as I say, he wasn't selected for the last four matches, uh, possibly because of that injury. Uh, his first tournament was, no, sorry, uh, he has been with Denmark since 2009 and has 121 caps and five goals and is uh, 33 years old. And he plays for AC Milan in Italy 
since 2020. He was with Sevilla in Spain before that, but loaned out uh, to um, AC Milan and to Atalanta before that. He also played for Fenerbahce in Turkey and Lille in France and Wolfsburg in Germany. So he's been all over um, all over Europe. His first tournament was the 20, um, 2010 World Cup, where he started and finished uh, games one and two, but he was suspended on yellow cards for game three there. Uh, he started and finished um, in the 2012 Euro Cup also, and he was captain of the team by the time the World Cup 2018 came around. Between 2012 and 18, they didn't reach tournaments. Uh, so he was a captain and starter both in the 2018 World Cup and 2020 uh, Euro Cup there. So um, Simon Kerr, uh, I have him as a possible candidate here, but uh, uh, in my mind, uh, he's a definite if he is fit. Next, we have Victor Nelson as a possible candidate, and he returned after a 10-month absence in September 2021 to start four of their remaining 13 games, uh, and we're going up to June 2022 uh, on our assessment here. He was also subbed in for two and on the bench for four, so just four games that he wasn't selected for, and... Uh, uh, he has been with Denmark uh, since 2020 and has seven caps. He's quite young at 24 years old, and he plays for uh, Galatasaray in Turkey, which was with Copenhagen in Denmark before that. So um, he was around the time of the Euro 2020, uh, but he wasn't selected for that squad. Um, so this would be his first tournament if he makes it. And by the way, for YouTube watchers, the... The light gray, uh, the fact that their name is in light gray indicates that they haven't played in a tournament. A kind of a darker gray means they're retired and black means that they've played in a tournament before. All right, and the final possible candidate is Andreas Maxo. So he didn't start any of their games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for five. Uh, however, he wasn't selected for the last four matches there. So he has been with the team since 2020 and has two caps and is uh, 28 years old. So a bit of a late uh, joiner there. Uh, he plays for Bronby in Denmark. Um, he also was not selected for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup. So uh, doesn't have any tournament experience. And perhaps I should have started with uh, Matthias Jorgensen because... Um, uh, I wanted to kind of explain that uh, he was a staple in defense um, uh, or, you know, uh, kind of a commonly used defender, but he last appeared for the national team in the 2021 Euro Cup. So I won't go into a lot of detail on him. He actually is still playing at the club level for Brentford in England, the team where so many uh, Danish players are playing. And... Um, uh, he was actually uh, not a, a kind of consistent starter uh, for Denmark. He, he actually uh, subbed into the World Cup in 2018 and then gained the starting position. And uh, he was on the roster for 2022 Euro, but didn't actually start any games. So uh, kind of on and off the team. But he has 35 caps and, and um, uh, kind of played a lot. Uh, in the uh, qualifiers more than in the actual tournaments. So uh, Matthias Jorgensen, 
uh, seemingly off the team at 32 years old. Okay, well, we'll talk about the situation with central defenders. It's been a little bit complex, uh, so bear with me here. But we have uh, in the Euro Cup, Simon Kerr and Andreas Christensen uh, were the two-man central defense of game one. If you remember, they started with a 4-3-3. Uh, but Vestergaard was added to make it a three-man back line for the rest of the tournaments. So Simon Kerr, Andreas Christensen, and uh, Yannick Vestergaard. Um, Anderson came in uh, to replace Vestergaard, uh, Joachim Anderson, for the, uh, in the first half of World Cup qualifying uh, with Nelson and right, right back Jan Stryger Larsson uh, both given a single tryout in that three-man defense. But it returned to the regular uh, Kerr, Christiansen, and Vestergaard for two of the last three games of World Cup qualifying. So simplifying things a bit, basically Kerr and uh, Christiansen disappeared in March 22 for the friendlies, and it was primarily Vestergaard and Anderson. Then Christian Ren Christensen returned to replace Vestergaard for the last two Nations League games. So uh, in the period from March to June, uh, Nelson got two starts and um, Jan Stryger-Larsen and left-back Boylison got one start. So they seem to be uh, kind of experimenting a bit, but keep in mind that Simon Kerr uh, was injured for these Nations League games. So uh, in short, we can consider it a rotation of uh, Christensen, Joachim Anderson and Vestergaard with other players uh, kind of stepping in from time to time and Simon Kerr a bit up in the air right now but uh, um, I guess he will probably return before the World Cup and if he does I think uh, it would be Yannick Vestergaard that would lose uh, kind of his starting position in favor of uh, Kerr so I consider the three main uh, defenders there, Christiansen, Joachim Anderson, and Simon Kerr. Ooh, that was a bit complicated. <laughs> the other positions are a bit uh, a bit simpler than that. And let's move on to talk about left backs. And um, we're actually going to begin with uh, Joachim, uh, 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 Joachim Male. But you'll see here, I've kind of highlighted it, that he's actually coded as a... Uh, a, a right back, uh, but I've kind of recoded him as a left back because that's where he always seems to play for Denmark. So perhaps for his club, he's on the right, but for Denmark, he's uh, very consistently been on the left. So I have him here, and he is a definite candidate. Uh, well, uh, Joachim Mile, I'm not dead sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, we also have a possible candidate and a player I mentioned uh, who showed up in that three-man central defense one time, Nikolai Boylison. Uh, we have him as a possible candidate. And we have Mads Valentine, uh, or sometimes called Mads Pedersen. Uh, the sources seem a bit torn on that, so I've just called him Mads Valentine Pedersen. And he is possible but unlikely. Okay, let's take a look at these three players. So uh, Joachim Mail uh, has been with Denmark since 2020, but uh, he kind of uh, took a starting position immediately and has 31 caps in that time and nine goals. Uh, he's just uh, 25 years old, but seems pretty entrenched in the team. 
Uh, here he started 12 of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for the one other. And um, he is... Uh, uh, he plays for Atlanta in Italy and for, he played in Genk in Belgium and Alberg in Denmark before that. So uh, his first tournament was the Euro 2020, but he was a starter and he finished all games playing in left defense for all of those games and um, played very well in that tournament, I must say. So as I say, kind of entrenched uh, in the team. Uh, Nikolai Boylison has not managed to budge him out of the left back position, but as we saw, he did get one start uh, after uh, as a left central defender in a three-man defense. So uh, Nikolai Boylison returned after a 12-month absence in June 2022 to start one of their remaining four games there. Uh, and he was on the bench for two and uh, uh, not selected for one of those four games. So he's been with the team actually uh, for a long time, since 2011. And he has 22 caps and one goal and he's 30 years old. However, he's kind of been in and out of the team, as we'll see. Uh, he plays for Copenhagen in Denmark and also played for uh, Ajax in the Netherlands. His first tournament, uh, despite being on the team since 2011, was the Euro 2020 Cup. Uh, he was selected for the 35-man preliminary squad for the 2018 World Cup, but he didn't make the cut uh, he didn't make the cut to 28 players, uh, let alone the final cut, uh, final cut. For the Euro 2020, he was a substitute, but he did uh, uh, come in in game four. So did see uh, a little uh, uh, field time there. And um, that's it. So we have him as a possible candidate uh, because of his recent participation. Uh, but if he does make the squad, he will quite likely be on the bench. Finally, we have Mads Valentine Pedersen. And so, um, including his uh, first appearance on the bench in March 2022, uh, he didn't start any of their remaining five games, but he was on the bench for uh, one of these and not selected for the last four matches. So actually, uh, just kind of popped up uh, for one game um, in uh, March there and uh, wasn't called back. So uh, Mads pa Valentine Pedersen, uh, a real outside chance of making it. He doesn't have any caps for Denmark and he plays for Augsburg in Germany and is 26 years old. So um, uh, those are the three players uh, uh, as left backs and uh, we'll just describe the position here. So uh, basically, it's always uh, uh, Joachim Mail uh, playing as a left back. Uh, but when it's a three-man central defense, uh, he generally moves up and plays as a left winger. So because they've used that formation more, uh, he's played as a left winger more. Uh, the right back, Jens Stryger Larsen, played the position once in World Cup qualifications. So uh, actually, it seems that if, if Mail is uh, injured or unavailable it's not Boylison who who moves into the position but uh, an out of position player so uh, interestingly Jens Schreiger Larsson was the left back in the 2018 World Cup 
but now we're going to describe him as a right back because that's where he's been playing um, in the period that we're talking about. So that moves us on to uh, right backs. And then uh, no surprise that uh, uh, Jens Stryger Larsson uh, is there. However, uh, he is not the top candidate there uh, because we have Rasmus Christiansen as a definite and we have Daniel Loss as a likely and Jens Stryger Larsson uh, also as a likely. So uh, again, uh, one of these uh, um, probably Jens Stryger Larsson is really the backup for the uh, left back position also. Uh, as a possible candidate, we also have Alexander Barr, and uh, seemingly off the team is Henrik Dalsgaard. So maybe I should talk about him first, because um, it's more of a historical uh, figure. Uh, Henrik Dalsgaard held the right-back position in the 2018 uh, World Cup. However, he last appeared for the national team in November 2020, so Henrik uh, Dalsgaard seemingly uh, off the team and not selected for the 2020 Euro Cup. So um, basically the position opened up and uh, we will see um, who took it in the 2020 uh, Euro Cup uh, shortly here. It wasn't Rasmus Christensen, even though he's a definite candidate. He started five of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for three uh, and on the bench for four. So just one match that he wasn't selected for. So we're not claiming Rasmus Christiansen will be the starter. In fact, he probably won't. But the definite here means uh, that he he seems certain to make the squad uh, for the World Cup. He's been with Denmark since 2021 and has eight caps and is uh, 25 years old. And Rasmus Christensen plays for Leeds United in England. That's a recent move in 2022. Uh, he played for Red Bull, Red Bull Salzburg in Austria and with Ajax in the Netherlands before that. Uh, his youth teams were in Denmark. Uh, the more likely candidate to be the starter would be uh, Daniel Wass. And he started uh, six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. Uh, he was on the bench for two, but he was injured for two and not selected for one uh, also. So Daniel Wass has been with Denmark since 2011 and has 44 caps and one goal and uh, is getting up there in age at 33 years old. He recently moved back to uh, Bronby in Denmark in 2022. Uh, but he had uh, been with some big clubs in Spain before that, Atletico Madrid in 2022 and Valencia, uh, both of those in Spain. Valencia from 2018 to 22. And um, he also played for Benfica in Portugal uh, in 2011 and 12. So he has done well, but uh, we do see he's 33 years old. So kind of moving into his retirement years and going back to Denmark uh, for those years, it seems. Uh, so he was on the Euro Cup squad in 2012, but just as a substitute, he didn't see any action. However, he was not selected for the World Cup squad in 2018. He was on the preliminary squad, but didn't make the uh, final cup there. And in the Euro 2020, he started games one, two, and three, but um, he got injured for game four. 
and uh, was just used as a substitute after that. Um, okay, so Daniel Walsh, uh, but he has been playing uh, in that position quite a bit since. So we have him uh, as a, a likely candidate to make the team uh, and possibly a starter. But uh, his competition there is uh, Jens Stryker Larsen. So Jens Stryker Larsen, uh, he only started two of the 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for five and on the bench for three. However, there were three matches that he wasn't selected for. That's why I have um, Daniel Walsh and Rasmus Christiansen ahead of him because they're being called up more. Uh, uh, Jens Stryker Larsen, uh, started for play, playing for Denmark in 2016 and has 49 caps and three goals. So uh, we saw that he was a starter uh, in the World Cup, but he was a starter as a left back uh, there. But uh, wait, uh, before I talk about his tournament history, I should go back and, and finish his bio here. So uh, he plays for Trabzonspor in Turkey since 2022 and was with Udinese in Italy before that, and Austria-Vienna in uh, in Austria from 2014 to 17. Prior to that, he was in uh, Denmark. So as I said, a starter in the 2018 World Cup, but as a left back. Uh, by the time Euro 2020 came around, he wasn't a starter. Uh, he was subbed into the group stage games, but then he gained a starting position uh, for the final, uh, for the quarterfinal onward. Um, gained a starting position as the right back there. So um, Jens Stryker Larsen, a likely candidate to make the squad, but you, you might be seeing now that the starting position is kind of up in the air. Uh, we move on to possible candidate uh, Alexander Barr. So he uh, returned after a 12-month absence in November 2021 and started one of their remaining seven games uh, to June 2022 uh, and also subbed in for one and it's on the bench for one however he was not selected for the last four matches so uh, perhaps this uh, uh, this World Cup will elude him because we have a lot of candidates here he's been with the team then since 2020 and has four caps and one goal and is 25 years old uh, he does play for Benfica in Portugal, which is a good club affiliation and a step up, I would say, from Slavia Prague in the Czech Republic. And uh, prior to that, he was with a variety of clubs in Denmark. So Alexander Barr, I'm thinking uh, possibly one more for the future. OK, and we talked about uh, Heinrich uh, Dalsgaard. Uh, he's uh, off the team now. Um, but he was the starter in the, I don't know if we did talk about him actually. Uh, I'll just make it quick. He held the position in the 2018 uh, World Cup. So it opened up after that. So let's talk about the right back position. And uh, if you think about the three, four, two, one formation, then the position of right back doesn't exist uh, a lot of the times, uh, only when there's a four, uh, a four at the back. Uh, which doesn't happen often. So the position doesn't exist with a three-man defense. But as on the left side, the right back usually moves up to a right winger position. 
So uh, it was uh, Daniel Walsh in the first three games of the Euro Cup. But as we saw, Jen Stryker Larson took the position uh, for, the, for the last three games of Euro 2020. Uh, Daniel Walsh, though, uh, was uh, held the position in most of the World Cup qualifying games. Uh, but when he wasn't there, it seemed to be Rasmus Christiansen uh, who, who, who got the start. So Walsh and Christiansen each had two uh, games in the Nations League games there in June. So it almost looks like uh, Jens Stryger-Larsen is uh, drifting off the team. But he has been on the bench uh, quite regularly. So maybe just drifting off uh, as a starter there. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the uh, defenders. And we're going to uh, move on to talk about the midfielders. Uh, we're going to uh, put defensive midfielders and central midfielders together since those positions uh, often overlap. Uh, so we'll start with defensive midfielders and name the candidates. So we only have a possible candidate here in Christian Norgard and in uh, Morten Kuhlmann and uh, a possible but unlikely candidate in um, Jens Johnson. Jens Johnson. So um, let's go back to Christian Norgard. He started five of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for three and uh, not selected for five others, including the last four matches there in June. So Christian Norgard uh, got his first cap in 2020 and has 17 caps and one goal. He's 28 years old. And uh, he's one of uh, several players who play for Brentford in England. He's been with them since 2019. He moved over from Fiorentina in Italy, where he played in 2018 and 19, and was with Brondby in Denmark uh, before that. He also played for Hamburg in Germany towards the beginning of his career. Uh, he was selected for the 2020 Euro Cup, but was just a sub, although he did sub into uh, most of those games. And um, yeah, that was his uh, uh, first tournament uh, there. So Christian Norgard, a uh, like, uh, sorry, a possible candidate. Um, Morgan Hulman uh, actually got his first and only appearance as a substitute in June 2022. So uh, when it's recent like that, it's always hard to tell whether they're, uh, you know, uh, what their chances are of making the team. He doesn't have any caps for uh, Netherlands, uh, for Denmark. That's the second time I did that. Sorry, Danish uh, fans. Uh, he is 23 years old and plays for Lecce in Italy since 2021. So an outside candidate there too. But sometimes these new candidates uh, do make it onto the squad if their form is good. Um, Jens Johnson, uh, he started one of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for one other, uh, but not selected for 11 of those matches, including the last six. So a bit of an outside chance of making the squad. Jens Johnson uh, got his first cap in 2020 and has five caps for the national team, uh, 28 years old. So a bit of a late joiner to the national side there. He plays for uh, AEK Athens in Greece. That was a recent move in 2022 from Cadiz in Spain, where he played uh, uh, for a couple of years. 
So uh, Jens Johnson, possible but unlikely. So let's um, continue on with central midfielders before we uh, summarize the position. And it's really central midfielders who start more often. Uh, Thomas Delaney we have as a definite candidate. And uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, uh, also a definite candidate. We have Matthias Jensen as a likely candidate and Philip Billing as a possible. Casper uh, Nielsen is possible but unlikely. And then two players who seem to be off the squad, uh, Anders Christensen and uh, Jens Stage, or uh, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, so I'll just say Stage, but I'll try to figure it out. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of these central midfielders with Thomas Delaney. So he started six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for three and on the bench for one. Uh, and he was injured for one and not selected for two. So Thomas Delaney has been with uh, Denmark since 2013 and has 71 caps and seven goals. So a real veteran there, uh, the 31-year-old. He plays for Sevilla in Spain since 2021 and was with uh, Borussia Dortmund since uh, uh, from 2018 to 21. Uh, Werder Bremen and uh, Copenhagen before that. He... Um, According to my source, uh, started with the Copenhagen youth team uh, at just two years old. I'm not quite sure how that happens. He's actually a, a eligible. He was eligible to play for the USA uh, through his grandparents. In terms of uh, tournament history, Thomas Delaney's first tournament, despite being on the squad since 2013, they didn't qualify for any tournaments until the 2018 World Cup. So he was a starter there, started uh, all five, all four games there. He assisted a goal uh, just uh, one minute into that game against uh, uh, Croatia. In uh, the 2020 Euro Cup, he started all six games. So uh, uh, we probably see him as a starter here um, as well. So uh, Thomas Delaney, a definite candidate to make the squad. Uh, not so definite to be a starter, but um, a good chance of it. But we'll talk about that when we summarize the position. Uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg uh, started nine of the 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, uh, or perhaps it's 10, sorry. Um, and he subbed in for one and was not selected for two others. So I should have actually uh, put him ahead of Thomas Delaney there because he is that much more likely. He's been with uh, Denmark, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, since 2014, and he has 16 caps and five goals, uh, and is uh, 27 years old. So he plays for Tottenham in England. He moved there in 2020, uh, having been with Southampton in England before that from 2016 to 20. And he was also with Bayern Munich in Germany from 2013 to 16, but uh, lo loaned out to a couple of clubs uh, there, Schalke and Augsburg um, there. So um, he actually was not selected for the 2018 World Cup. He was on the preliminary roster, but didn't make the final cut. Uh, but he was on the squad as a starter for the 2020 Euro Cup, starting and actually finishing all games there too. Uh, he missed a penalty um, 
in that game to Finland. Uh, that was a, a pretty eventful game against Finland. And um, he was named to the team of the tournament for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup. And he's doing very well uh, in the English League too. Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, a definite candidate to make the squad. Uh, a likely candidate is Matthias Jensen. So he started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And besides that, was subbed in for four and on the bench for three. So just three matches that he wasn't called up for. And Matthias Jensen has been with uh, Denmark since 2020. And he has 20 caps and one goal and uh, is uh, 26 years old. So another of those playing for Brentford in England since 2019. And he was with Celta de Vigo in Spain before that and in Denmark prior to that. So um, uh, he too was selected for the 2018 uh, World Cup squad despite not having any caps at that point. But he... he uh, um, uh, selected for the preliminary squad, but didn't make the cut to 28 players. And in 2020, he was a sub, uh, but he did sub into all six games uh, in that tournament. And um, um, yeah, uh, Matthias Jensen, a likely candidate to make the squad. Uh, a possible candidate is Philip Billing. Uh, Philip Billing returned actually after a 17-month absence in March 2022 and didn't start any of the remaining six games, but he was on the bench for four, uh, four of those games. Um, he has been with Denmark. His first cap was in 2020, and he has three caps for them uh, and is 26 years old, and he plays for Bournemouth uh, in England. So... Um, Philip Billing, a possible candidate. Casper Nielsen is possible but unlikely. He got his first appearance on the bench in March 2022, but didn't start any of their remaining five games uh, up until June 2022. But he was on the bench for uh, one of those, the first of those in March, uh, but then not selected after that. So he kind of came and went quickly. Uh, the 28-year-old has still to earn his first cap for Denmark. He plays for Club Bruges in uh, Belgium. Uh, Christian, uh, uh, sorry, Anders Christiansen um, last appeared for the national team in September 2021, so shortly after the Euro Cup. Um, but uh, not since then. He had been with the team from 2013 to 21. Uh, but only earned six caps in that time. So uh, he was actually selected for the uh, 2020 Euro Cup, but he was uh, not only uh, not, not chosen to play on the field, but wasn't even on the bench for any of those six games. I'm not really sure uh, what happened there, but uh, very much on the outskirts of the team and hasn't played since September 2021. Uh, Jan's stage, or... Um, I'd just be guessing at the name uh, pronunciation if it's not stage. Uh, he got his first and only appearance in November 2021. Um, so kind of came and went uh, quickly. He plays for Ver uh, Werder Bremen in Germany since 2022. So he's 26 years old. Uh, so we may see him uh, down the road, but he doesn't look... Um, doesn't look uh, 
like he has much of a chance of making this tournament. Okay, that is a defensive and central midfielder. So now I'll just kind of describe how this role has gone. Uh, as we saw in the formations, it's usually two central midfielders, uh, but sometimes just one. And uh, it was Pierre-Emile Hoiberg and Thomas Delaney throughout the Euro Cup. Um, and then mostly it was Hoiberg and Delaney throughout World Cup qualifying. However, uh, Christian Norgaard did come in uh, for two games. One of them is in that 4-1-4-1 formation. So he came in as a stopper. And uh, other other players have played in, in the central midfield or two. Uh, attacking midfielder Lindstrom, who we'll meet later. Uh, right defender uh, Wass, Daniel Wass, has also moved into the central midfielder. Uh, uh, central midfielder. And um, Johnson, Jens Johnson, um, was used... Um, uh, was uh, experimented with, I guess, in that position in those last two games of World Cup qualifying after they'd already secured their qualification. Uh, in June, with the Nations League games, it was Hoiberg and Delaney twice. Uh, but two in the two other games, uh, Jens Johnson replaced Delaney um, a couple of times. So maybe I should have him as, as uh, uh, a bit higher than... Um, possible but unlikely um but uh, there we have it so uh, generally we're looking at uh, delane uh, thomas delaney and pierre emile hoiberg and uh, christian norgard seems to come in when they're looking for a, a bit more of a defensive um midfielder there and uh, sorry i think i said it was jens johnson who came in but actually, I think it was uh, really Matthias Johnson who played those last two uh, Nations League uh, games in central defence. Okay, uh, now we move on to left midfielders, but we actually don't have any coded as a left midfielder on the squad. So I'll talk a little bit about the position. And the left midfielder role uh, is played by a central midfielder when it exists. But if you think about it in a 4-2-3-1, uh, it's kind of, uh, uh, sorry, in a 3-4-2-1, it's kind of two central midfielders with two wingers. Uh, so not really placed for uh, a left midfielder. But in a 4-3-3, where they do have a left uh, and a right midfielder, um, the position does sometimes exist. So uh, when it was used, uh, De uh, Thomas Delaney usually played as the uh, left midfielder, although uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg switched over one time uh, to play in that position. And uh, as far as right midfielders go, it's pretty much the same on the other side. Um, we do have one player coded as a right midfielder, but he seems to be off the squad. I will uh, just briefly introduce him, uh, but I'll finish this position because it's the same on the right and left side. So uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg is the logical choice, the central midfielder moving over uh, uh, to play on the right when it's a 4-3-3. But actually, Hoiberg only played it one of the three times, and it was actually uh, attacking midfielder Christian Eriksen playing it the other two times. So sometimes Ericsson 
uh, moving back uh, in the field a little bit to play as a as a right midfielder. Okay, the player we do have uh, as coded seems to be off the squad. It's Lasse Schoen. So Lasse, uh, Lasse Schoen um, last appeared for the national team in March 2021. Uh, he's actually been with the team for a long time, from 2019, uh, sorry, 2009 to 2021 and had 53 caps and three goals in that time but he is uh, 36 years old so probably aged out even though he is uh, still playing at the club level for uh, NEC Nijmegen in the Netherlands um, but uh, he was part of the 2012 Euro Cup and the 2018 Cup but he was just a sub uh, a substitute in both of those so never uh, kind of made it onto the squad as far as tournaments go, but 51 caps suggest he was involved uh, in qualifiers. All right, let's move on to the left wing and right wing position. And uh, surprisingly, they don't have uh, anyone in these positions either. So I'll just describe the positions. And um, uh, so basically with the with the three four one two. The winger position is uh, a bit more of a defensive uh, role than than um, an attacking role. So uh, it's common in the formation they use the four two three one or the uh, sorry the three four two one or the three two 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 one formation. So as we saw, it's usually the left defender um, who moves upfield to play. So that will be. Uh, Joachim Mail moving up to play as a left winger. Um, and as far as players uh, who are designated as left wingers, uh, we're going to deal with those as left attacking midfielders or even left forwards because that's the role they play uh, on the attacking end. So... Um, on the right side, usually it is one of the whoever's playing right defense moving up, usually Daniel Walsh or sometimes uh, Stryger Larson, in, uh, uh, and, and they were the ones who played it in the cup. But um, uh, Rasmus Christiansen uh, also played it in the last game of World Cup qualifying. So uh, Walsh and Christiansen in World Cup qualifying. As far as left-wingers go, uh, we'll take a look at those uh, as attacking players shortly here. So um, we did see Alexander Barr step into this uh, right-winger position uh, one time. That was during one of the friendlies. But in the recent Nations League games, it was back to Daniel Walsh and Rasmus Christiansen uh, kind of sharing the role. Okay, but for left-wingers, we do have uh, a couple of candidates, but as I said, we're going to view them more as um, uh, left-attacking midfielders or left-forwards uh, here, and we'll do the same on the right side uh, a bit later. So the candidates we have here are uh, Mikael Damsgaard, um, and we consider him a, a definite candidate. Uh, just let me fix up the graphics here a little bit. Mikael Damsgaard as a definite candidate. And uh, Yusuf Poulsen also um, 
as a definite candidate, although uh, he is an injury risk, which we'll talk about later. Uh, we also have designated as a left winger, but actually playing when he does in a left attacking midfield role is Jacob Brun Larson. Uh, we have him as a possible candidate, as well as Mohamed uh, Darami, uh, a possible candidate. And again, think of this as a uh, kind of left attacking midfielder role. So going back to the beginning, uh, Mikel Damsgaard started five of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for four and on the bench for two. And the four games that he uh, didn't, uh, wasn't called up for, he was injured. Um, but he seems he is over that injury now. So Mikel Damsgaard uh, has been with the team since 2020 and has 18 caps and four goals. And he's very young, 20, uh, 22 years old, and another who plays for Brentford in England. Uh, a recent signing for them in 2022. He played for Sampdoria in Italy before that, and uh, Nordseland in Denmark was his first club and his youth club, actually. Uh, Mikael Damsgaard um, was selected for the Euro 2020, and he was on the bench for game one, but he gained a starting position uh, for all five remaining games after that, and um, uh, did well in the cup. He, he got a goal on a fabulous free kick from 30 yards out, and um, that was against um, England, um so uh, at a 30 minute mark against england and uh, uh michael damsgaard we consider despite his youth a definite candidate for this squad uh yusuf pulson we would also consider a definite candidate he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 euro cup and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for one however he was injured for uh two games including the last match in june so we'll have to kind of check into uh his injury situation which we'll do at the end yusuf pulson has been with the team for uh quite a while since 2013 and he has 68 caps and 11 goals and is 28 years old so he's been with leipzig in germany since 2013 so coming up on 10 years with them and he played for lingby in denmark before that that was his youth club too so he was not involved in the uh 2012 euro cup that was before his time uh, and then the next tournament after that was the 2018 world cup so he started uh and finished all four games there except for great uh, game three uh he was suspended for uh having accumulated two yellow cards uh there for game three uh for the Euro Cup in 2020, he also started uh, games one, two, and three, but then he lost his uh, starting position after being injured for game four. So he just came in as a substitute, um, not a serious injury there, but enough to prevent, uh, cost him his starting position. So Yusuf Poulsen, and uh, we'll talk about his uh, injury, uh, the current state of his injury uh, when we get to the end of the podcast here. Jacob Brun Larsen is a possible candidate. He returned after a 12-month absence in September 2021 and started two of their remaining 13 games and was subbed in for three and on the bench for four. 
However, he wasn't selected for the last four matches, the Nations League games in June. Um, Jacob Brunlarsson has been with Denmark since 2019, but only six caps and uh, one goal in that time. He's still young, though, at 24 years old. He played for Hoffenheim in Germany since 2020, uh, but he was loaned out to Anderlecht in Belgium in 2021. Uh, prior to that, he was with Borussia Dortmund uh, in Germany, and he actually uh, came up through their youth club uh, moving from the Lingby Youth Club to Borussia Dortmund. So uh, he hasn't played in any tournaments, uh, even though he was around uh, around the time of the 2020 Euro Cup. He wasn't selected, but um, uh, seems to be called up more often now, although uh, doesn't get many starts. Mohamed Darami is... Um, got his first cap in September 2021 and started two of their remaining 13 games uh, to June 2022. And he was also subbed in for two and on the bench for two. And then uh, when he wasn't with the national team, he was with the under-21 uh, national team. So it's hard to say if he would have been called up uh, to the senior team. So he, he has been with the team since 2021 and has four caps and no goals. And he's just 20 years old, uh, playing for Ajax in the Netherlands since 2021. But he was loaned uh, to Copenhagen in Denmark recently uh, in 2022. So uh, a possible candidate there in Mohamed Darami. And I'll just talk about the position uh, here. So again, think of it as a left attacking midfielder or a left forward role in, in a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, and in the Euro Cup, it was um, Mikel Damsgaard. And actually the forward, uh, Martin Braithwaite, uh, sometimes took the position of the left attacking midfielder. And uh, actually, Damsgaard and Braithwaite just sometimes switched sides. So it was Damsgaard uh, throughout World Cup qualification. But in the last two games where they experimented a bit after they had secured qualification, Darami and Brun Larsson both got a chance in that position. Uh, in the friendlies, it was uh, Poulsen, Yusuf Poulsen, and attacking midfielder Lindstrom uh, taking the position. And then in, in Nations League, it was kind of all over the place with Christian Eriksen, uh, Damsgaard, and Jonas Wind uh, each taking the position one time, and uh, uh, the other time the, the position didn't exist. So it seems to be Mikel. Uh, Damsgaard uh, in the position, but lately they've been trying a lot of different players uh, in that position. So that's the left attacking midfielder uh, role. Let's move on to the uh, basically the right attacking midfielder role, which is also uh, played by wingers. And we have uh, Andreas Skov uh, Olsen, Andreas Skov Olsen uh, as a definite candidate. And then we have Robert Skov as a possible candidate and and uh, Anders Dreyer as uh, seemingly off the squad. So let's go back to Andreas Skov Olsen, who is really holding down the position. Uh, he started 10 of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for the other three, so always selected. 
um, he is uh, has um, his first cap with uh, Denmark's in in 2020, and has 23 caps and eight goals in that time. So he's really doing well, and just 23 years old. So he plays for Club Bruges or perhaps Club Brugge in Belgium since 2022 and was with Bologna in Italy before that from 2019 uh, and he moved to Italy from Nordseland in Denmark. That was also his youth club. So Andreas Skov Olsen um, was selected for the uh, 2021 uh, for the 2020 Euro Cup but he was just subbed in uh, to games one and two uh, in that tournament, but he's obviously uh, made big inroads since then. In 2022 World Cup qualifying, he scored five of their 30 goals uh, and was their co-top scorer. So he's been uh, holding down the position basically uh, since immediately after the uh, Euro Cup there in 2020. Robert uh, Skov uh, started... Uh, None of their games actually since the uh, 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for three uh, and injured for a couple of those games um, as well. So uh, Robert Scarf has been with Denmark since 2019 and has 11 caps and five goals. So that's a good percentage. Uh, but doesn't uh, actually see much action. And he is 26 years old and plays for Hoffenheim in Germany and was with uh, Copenhagen in Denmark before that. So he was also selected for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup, uh, but he was um, uh, on the bench there, actually not even on the bench for games one and two, but uh, on the bench after that, but didn't see any field time. So, uh, Robert Skov, uh, uh, a possible candidate. Finally, we have Anders Dreyer. So, Anders Dreyer uh, made um, just one appearance as a substitute in two games in November 2021, but he left as quickly uh, uh, as he came. So, uh, he's just 24 years old, so uh, possibly will make it back. Uh, interestingly, actually, he was playing for uh, Ruben Kazan in Russia uh, from 2021, but because of the political problems there, he was uh, loaned to Midtjylland in Denmark and is now uh, is now moved over to Midtjylland in Denmark. Uh, that's the team he was with before he joined Ruben Kazan. So three candidates there. Um, and I'll just summarize the position, although this is fairly simply. It's um, uh, Martin Braithwaite actually uh, plays the position um, um, in the Euro Cup, but Poulsen um, also played as a right forward. And uh, we saw that Braithwaite and Damsgaard sometimes switch sides, so Damsgaard uh, also played on it. However, uh, after the Euro Cup, Skov Olsen increasingly moved into the position in World Cup qualifying. And um, uh, it was Skov Olsen uh, in the friendlies as well, although Lindstrom took the position uh, one time. And uh, uh, Skov Olsen took the position back for the Nations League game. So he pretty much uh, owns that position of right attacking midfielder um, 
there. Okay, well, that is it for the midfield, and we move on to forwards uh, because we add attacking midfielders as part of the forwards discussion. So for attacking midfielders, we have uh, Christian Eriksen as a definite candidate, having recovered from the frightening incident in the Euro Cup there in uh, the summer of 2021. And we also have Jasper Lindstrom, a possible candidate, um, quoted as an attacking midfielder. And uh, uh, Pione Sisto um, as a possible but unlikely candidate. So we'll come back to him, but we'll start by talking about uh, Christian Eriksen, probably their biggest name uh, right now. He's been with uh, Denmark since 2010, and he has 117 caps and uh, 39 goals, so a pretty high percentage uh, there. And he is 30 years old now. He recently moved from that kind of gathering of Denmark players at Brentford. He only played with them... Um, in 2022, kind of on, on his return uh, from that uh, heart trouble that he had in the Euro Cup. Played for Brentford until the end of last season, but uh, was signed by Manchester United since um, uh, 2022. And uh, prior to that, he was with Inter Milan in Italy and with Tottenham in England for a long time from 2013 to 20. He also played for Ajax in Netherlands before that. So um, yeah, just to, just to clarify his situation, he returned uh, after a nine month absence after the Euro Cup. So he returned in March, 2022, and he started four of their remaining six games and subbed in for two others. So he seems fully recovered uh, from that now and uh, he uh, his first tournament was actually the World Cup in 2010 where he was just a substitute subbed into a couple of games there and so he was a starter in Euro 2012 and in their following tournament the 2018 World Cup um, and we saw in Euro 2020 he was a starter uh, there in game one until that um, uh, shocking heart attack, which of course ended his tournament and uh, he was out of action for nine months there. But Christian Eriksen back and considered a definite candidate here. Uh, Jesper Lindstrom started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed into one and on the bench for two. And he was with the under-23 team uh, for a few few of those matches because he's just 22 years old. Uh, but he wasn't selected for the last four matches. So that um, makes him a possible candidate here. Uh, since 2020, he's got six caps and one goal for the national team. And he plays for Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany since 2021. Uh, a team that's doing quite well. Prior to that, he was with Bronby in Denmark. And um, uh, even though he got his first cap in 2020, he wasn't selected for the Euro Cup. So this would be his first uh, tournament if he makes the team, uh, which we consider a possible uh, a possibility. Finally, Pion Sisto uh, has not started any of their games since the Euro Cup in 2021, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. 
however, he seems to be drifting off the team because he wasn't selected for 11 matches, including the last six. So Pion Sisto uh, um, has 26 caps and one goal for Denmark and is uh, 27 years old and plays for uh, Midiland in Denmark since 2020 and was with Celta de Vigo in Spain uh, from 2016 to 20. So he was part of the World Cup squad in 2018. He actually started the first three games there, but he lost his starting position uh, after the group stage. Um, and he wasn't selected for the um, uh, 2020 Euro Cup uh either so kind of on and off the team but uh currently off the team so we have him as a possible but unlikely candidate all right let's talk about the role of attacking midfielder and um uh, basically their formation uh does not often call for this uh for this role so uh if you think about the four three uh sorry the three four two one um uh, it tends to be outside attacking midfielders. And then the 4-3-3 is more of a central midfielder. So um, not much place for an attacking midfielder. So as a result, we see that Ericsson has uh, not started as an attacking midfielder. Only once did he start when that position existed. But the other two times he's played as a more defensive central midfielder and then once as i believe it was an uh, a left attacking midfielder so um but you know uh, they may kind of go back to uh, uh go back to that position because um uh, um in in the nations league game uh in game three of the nations league they did have a four two three one which does allow for an attacking midfielder. So now that he's back, maybe they will uh, use that formation a little bit more uh, to suit his position. Okay, well, we um, don't have any secondary strikers. That would be quite similar to an attacking midfielder role. Uh, so we move on to their forwards. And among their forwards, we have actually Andreas Cornelius as a definite candidate. And we have Martin Braithwaite as a likely candidate. Uh, Jonas Wind also a likely candidate. However, uh, Jonas Wind uh, is an injury doubt, so we'll talk about that soon. We uh, have Casper Dahlberg, to my surprise, as a possible candidate. And then we have three players who seem to be off the team. So Marcus Ingvardsen and Michael... Uh, Uher, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, or Marcus, uh, Mikkel Ur, perhaps. And finally, uh, Nikolai Jorgensen, uh, who's a veteran. So I'll actually start with Nikolai Jorgensen just to set up uh, the situation. He was the starting forward in the 2018 World Cup, uh, starting forward, but he only started games one and two before he lost his starting position. But I must say, ever since then, they uh, have been struggling. Well, I guess he was part of the struggle uh, to find uh, to find a forward, and they ultimately didn't go with him. Uh, he was on the Danish team from 2012 to 19 and had 41 caps, 
but uh, only nine goals in that time. So actually, he's still just 31 years old, but um, he hasn't appeared for the national team since June 2019, so well before uh, the Euro 2020. So Nikolai Jorgensen, um, I guess, one of the forwards who hasn't worked out for them. And uh, I got to say, like, their forwards, uh, their forwards have generally not, been producing the number of goals which uh, they probably need from a forward uh, and we'll look at that when we investigate their goal scoring situation uh, Andreas Cornelius we have as the definite candidate uh, not a definite starter though he only started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup however we have him as definite to make the squad because he also subbed in for six and was on the bench for two uh, and the only times he wasn't called up were the first two matches after the Euro 2021 where he was injured. So Andreas Cornelius has been with Denmark since 2012 and he has 43 caps and 13 goals. So not a bad percentage there. And he's uh, 29 years old and plays for Copenhagen in Denmark. This is actually his third, uh, his third time with the club since 2022. Um, before that, he was with Trabzonspor in Turkey and Parma in Italy and uh, uh, quite a few clubs, uh, Cardiff in England and uh, sprinkling those um, uh, sprinkling those international uh, clubs by always seemingly returning to Copenhagen uh, in between. So Andreas Cornelius was a sub in the World Cup 2018. However, he uh, got a starting position for games three and four there, uh, although he didn't score any of Denmark's uh, goals. In uh, Euro 2020, he was just a substitute, although he did sub into the first four games there, but also scored none of their goals uh, in the finals there. So um, it doesn't seem like their solution as the center forward. But um, we think we consider him a definite candidate to make the squad. Uh, Martin Braithwaite. Uh, we consider him more of a left, uh, sorry, uh, more of a right attacking midfielder. And uh, he started one of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for three. Uh, actually, he was injured for the first seven of those games and not selected for two others. So uh, injury and also uh, Skov Olsen kind of taking over that uh, attacking midfielder role has kept Braithwaite kind of uh, on the bench uh, there. But um, a little hard to tell because of that injury. We, we don't know if he would have been selected uh, otherwise but since 2013 he has been selected 62 times and has 10 goals and is 31 years old and he's now with Espanyol in Spain since 2022 but he was with Barcelona uh, from 2020 to 22 and um, he has played in England too for Middlesbrough and was loaned out to Bordeaux in France too so played for a couple of clubs in France so Martin Braithwaite, um, the first tournament for him was the 2018 World Cup and he was subbed into the first two games and then gained a starting position for the, for the following two games. 
and in 2020 he was the starter uh he was a starter uh again lining up as a left forward um in game one and a left attacking midfielder in the games after that i think sometimes he has played as the center forward but we'll get to that so uh martin braithwaite um a likely candidate although we see him more as a left attacking midfielder jonas wind started three of their 13 games since the 2021 euro cup and he subbed in for three and on the bench for four and there were four games he wasn't uh, selected for so jonas wind has been with denmark since 2020 and has 15 caps and five goals so not a bad percentage there and is 23 years old and he's currently with wolfsburg in germany since 2022 having moved from uh, copenhagen in Denmark, Copenhagen was his youth club uh, towards the end of his youth club career there. So Jonas Wind uh, was a starter in game one of Euro 2020, which was his first tournament. But he was subbed out at 63 and then lost his starting position, uh, coming in only once, uh, one, one more time as a substitute in uh, the semi-final game there. So uh, Jonas Wind uh we consider a likely candidate but um uh, i do believe there's uh a uh, injury uh warning on jonas win so we'll get to that towards the end of the podcast finally casper dolberg uh only a possible candidate here since the euro 2021 uh cup he has started only two of their 13 games subbed in for three of those and not selected for eight others um but the reason i'm surprised by that is because uh he actually did well in the euro cup which we'll get to but casper dolberg has been with denmark since 2016 and he has 37 caps and 11 goals and is 25 years old he plays for nice in france and has done so uh, since 2019. However, he was alone to Sevilla in Spain in 2022 and is still with them. He also played for Ajax in the Netherlands uh, as well. So Casper Dolberg's uh, first tournament was the 2018 World Cup, uh, but he only appeared in game three there where he was subbed in uh, uh subbed into game three so didn't see much action there in euro 2020 he also started as a substitute uh but he was subbed into game three on the hour mark and then he gained a starting position for the remaining three games so the uh after the group stage and he lined up as a sole forward in all three starts and scored three of their 12 goals so uh did quite well there so you might understand my surprise to see that he hasn't been selected uh, uh, that much since the Euro Cup, Casper um, uh, Dolberg. Okay, uh, now just a couple of names who seem to be off the squad. Uh, Marcus Ingevardson, uh, he last appeared for the team in September 2021, so uh, briefly after the Euro Cup, uh, just for a cap. He scored a goal in the one game that he played but um didn't last with the team uh there so um not called up after september 2021 uh michael ure 
uh, got his first and only appearance as a substitute in November 2021. So he also uh, came and went. And uh, he is with uh, Philadelphia Union in the USA since 2022. And uh, finally, Nikolai Jorgensen, uh, we talked about at the beginning, he was the starter uh, for the 2018, sorry, the 2018 World Cup, he was the starting forward uh, there. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player -player part of the podcast. And uh, so we're going to go back to some of our discussion notes from the uh, beginning of the podcast. So these were takeaways from the um, uh, previous podcast that we did. And uh, these are kind of focused on the team or the squad. So we said that they do well if they reach the tournament. I won't repeat all of that stuff here. But uh, generally, if they reach the tournament, they tend to do well in the tournament. So a good sign for them uh, getting past the group stage here. Uh, they've been at a peak of form since 2016. Um, we talked a bit about that too. And we also talked about them being galvanized by the injury or uh, the heart attack of uh, Christian Eriksen. That seemed to bring them together in the 2020 uh, Euro Cup. And uh, they are a pretty tight team. And that was half of my reason for saying that. Not only a tight team, but... Um, uh, brought together by that difficulty. Uh, now, throughout the player-by-player -player podcast, we've noted that a lot of players uh, have been with Brentford in England. So actually, Brentford is uh, owned by um, uh, by a person. He's actually a bit of a mysterious figure called Matthew Benham. Uh, and Matthew Benham also owns the Danish club of Mittyland, Um uh, in addition to that, the manager of Brentford is Danish, so he's bringing in uh, a lot of Danish players, kind of calling uh, calling them together, as it were. So we have um, seven Danes who are on the roster now, and then a few more of them, like Christian Eriksen, uh, have come and gone. Uh, so it almost feels like a little Denmark uh, in the Premier League there. And this uh, creates further tightness as a national team since the players are playing with each other and training with each other uh, all the time. So um, uh, a call to arms at Brentford, um, perhaps helping the team, um, uh, perhaps helping the team's performance. Uh, finally, when we were looking at formations, we noted that their preferred setup is a, whoops, I got that wrong here uh, on the graphic, is a 3 4 uh, 2 1. So three at the back, uh, four, um, uh, so two central midfielders and two wingers on the defensive end of the midfield, and then two. Uh, attacking midfielders on the right and left side and one forward. Uh, so it sometimes does vary. We've seen a 4-1-4-1 a and a 4-3-3. And we've also recently seen a formation that uh, was a 4-2-3-1 and allowed Christian Eriksen to play as an attacking midfielder. And since he came back in March, uh, I wonder if they might try out that formation a little bit too, rather than having him play out of position. Uh, okay, well, actually, that 
was the uh, notes section for the club. Uh, we've mentioned uh, the, all of their clubs in the play-by-play, -play, in the player-by-player -player, uh, discussion, but we'll just kind of summarize it here. So we have quite a few players playing abroad. In fact, most of them uh, kind of play for Bronby or Copenhagen and then uh, try to move on to a bigger club uh, in Europe. So we have uh, Kasper Schmeichel, who was playing for Leicester City, now has moved on to Nice in France. Um, but Yannick Vestergaard remains at Leicester City. And, uh, you know, these aren't necessarily the top English clubs, but they are near the top. Andreas Christensen was with Chelsea, uh, which uh, is kind of a top English club. Uh, but we do have um, Martin Braithwaite. Uh, he was with Barcelona, I think. Uh, he moved on uh, to Espanol in Spain. So actually, it kind of seems like some of them have, uh, uh, some of the aging players have kind of moved on from uh, some of the bigger clubs too. Uh, but nevertheless, big clubs in Spain, Italy, um, Ajax in the Netherlands, uh, um, but perhaps not the biggest clubs in those countries, but more like the uh, second tier, uh, second tier teams in those countries. Um, in a lot of cases. Okay, uh, let's move on from that. So a pretty good club affiliation, but I wouldn't say uh, as good as say some of the French team. Uh, uh, some of the other teams that are in this cup. Nevertheless, uh, their good club affiliation is part of the reason that they've been doing uh, better. We saw a peak of form since 2016. So uh, part of the reason they've been doing better. Okay, well, if you've listened to other podcasts, you'll know I'm running uh, kind of some statistics on uh, the teams as we go through them. So... Um, one of the things we've been looking at is how many players have been called up since 2020 or kind of how many players are on the table uh, for Denmark to be dealing with. And we've seen some uh, countries, Mexico and USA, for example, uh, still uh, have a, a more than 60 players that they have uh, on the table. But Denmark, not so many at 45. In fact, it's it's lower than average. Most, the average is 53. So a manageable number of players um, for uh, Denmark. And then the uh, total number of players kind of under more serious consideration is uh, 34. So they have to reduce the squad to 26. So that would mean that uh, eight of the players that we con uh, considered would have to be uh, dropped from the team. And again, the average there is uh, 36, so they are uh, slightly below uh, average, and it shouldn't be hard for them to uh, reduce the team to 26 players. Finally, we have uh, kind of definite candidates or likely candidates. And for Denmark, that's 19. So 19 players seem certain to reach the cup. There's always a couple of surprises. Uh, late players coming in or maybe players getting injured. So, uh, you know, basically if we minus 34 from 19, they have to add seven of those 15 players to come up with their final squad, uh, give or take a couple 
for um, unusual circumstances, like players showing great form in the in the in the three weeks before the cup or something like that. So a uh, pretty manageable situation for the Danish manager uh there some teams uh really have a headache in terms of selection uh the actual number of definite or likely candidates is lower than average uh 22 seems to be uh the average but uh it looks like in in central defense or among the forwards for example that um still a few decisions to be made okay moving on to their average age um Denmark has an average age of 26.8, so that is a, a little on the high end, um, but kind of in range, 25 to 27 uh, is average, and they uh, are a little bit uh, on the high end of that. So we have Casper um, uh, Schmeichel at 35 years old, and Simon Kerr and Daniel Walsh, both 33, so they're getting up there, and in all we have 10 players who are 30 or older, so that is 10 of the uh, uh, 34 players in the uh, possible uh, likely or definite category. On the other end of the scale, we only have uh, four players who are 22 years old or younger and seven that are 23 years old or younger. So they tend to be a, a bit of an older team. Uh, and it looks like they'll probably have to do a bit of refreshment after the World Cup because I imagine some of these players uh, uh, will be retiring uh, after the World Cup. Uh, their average number of caps kind of goes hand in hand with that. So uh, they are at 31.7. Oh, sorry, I didn't write the uh, average age. So uh, 26.8 uh for the average age 31.7 for the average number of caps and that's uh a bit higher than um average which is 29.5 so it makes sense if the team is a bit older they have a few caps now i don't consider uh denmark a, a high scoring team but actually the stats here uh, are quite high they have 139 goals among those 34 players and the average is 4.2 for player Per player so both of those are uh, actually uh, higher than average which surprised me um, I guess uh, in Euro qualification they have been scoring uh, quite a bit um, I'd have to look specifically at their tournaments but I don't consider them a very high scoring team um, but if we look at their forwards I did uh, talk in the player by player about uh, some of the forwards kind of not delivering the number of goals that they should. Uh, Christian Eriksen has a goal ratio of 33%, which is quite good. Uh, he's not a centre forward, though. He's more of an attacking midfielder. And uh, we have, um, surprisingly, uh, the uh, left back, uh, uh, Joachim Mile. Uh, at 31%, so that's an incredible ratio uh, for uh, left back. He has nine goals in 29 games. And uh, right attacking midfielder Andreas Skov Olsen, uh, the reason he's kind of uh, taken over that position is his good goal ratio at 33% uh, also, so seven goals in 21 games. Um, uh, 
Jonas Wind has five goals in 15 games, so not really enough games to uh, to say that he's a high scorer, but that's pretty good. But he's the only one among the forwards who have uh, that kind of a ratio. So, again, I was surprised that uh, Kasper Dahlberg uh, wasn't used more after a good performance in the Euro Cup. He's at 28.5% uh, in terms of goals. Uh, and I guess the, the reason that they're... Uh, number of goals is quite good uh, is because they do tend to get goals from all over the field rather than from their centre forwards. So the centre forwards not really scoring as much as they should be, but uh, other players uh, scoring, we saw the left defender uh, there with uh, quite a few more goals than defenders usually get. And uh, even Thomas Delaney, a central midfielder, um, uh, chipping in uh, with goals and Hoiberg uh, kind of goals from all over the field for Denmark. So actually that looks good because uh, um, they didn't, didn't seem a, a high-scoring team uh, in my mind. Okay, let's look at some players and issues. So uh, one I mentioned with Kasper Schmeichel, he's played all of their games in and since the um, Euro Cup. So um, while that's good, uh, I wonder if it's uh, if it has a bad side in that the backup keepers aren't getting enough uh, field time with the national team. So what I worry there is if Schmeichel has an injury or some problem uh, that the backup keepers are not very experienced, um, especially with the national team. So perhaps a bit of an over-reliance on Kasper Schmeichel as the keeper. Um, the central defence has been rotating, especially since Simon Kerr uh, was injured. We're not dead sure about Kerr's situation, but it looks like he would uh, come back before the Cup. And that would kind of make uh, uh, four central defenders rotating uh, three positions because they usually use a three-man back line. So uh, um, how is that going to be uh, in the Cup? Will it be kind of a consistent group? or uh, will there be more rotation? So uh, my guess is that Vestergaard uh, would be the one to go from the starting lineup uh, if Simon Kerr returns, but they do have other players kind of coming into those, uh, coming into that central defense, uh, sometimes a left back or a right back. Um, in the middle of the field, they, they, they were pretty steady with Hoiberg and Delaney. Um, in the Euro Cup and I believe in World Cup qualifying. But since then, they've kind of uh, rotated quite a few players in and out of the central midfielder. So just a question as to whether uh, Norgard or Jensen uh, have made inroads into the team and will make up part of that central defense, uh, central midfield. Will it be kind of a rotating position or a steady pairing there? Um uh we've seen that uh, on the wings it's mostly the defensive uh the defensive backs the right back and left back who are moving up uh to play in the winger role so that uh 3421 formation which they've used uh more than more than other formations uh has these outside backs playing as wingers uh but it doesn't actually allow for the central attacking midfielder 
um, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, is this uh, a decision they've come to um, that they'll go within the cup or will they change up the position in the cup? Well, they did change up the position once recently in the Nations League um, to make a central attacking midfielder position, which is Christian Eriksen's uh, nominated position. He's kind of been wandering around the field a couple of times as a as a right central midfielder. Uh, and once, I think, as a uh, attacking left midfielder, but his actual position is an attacking midfielder, uh, probably in the centre. So uh, will they change up that formation to allow for his position to uh, to be used? And finally, um, in the in the forward line, uh, who is going to be the starting centre forward? So Casper uh, Dolberg did well in the Euro Cup, but then wasn't uh, used much after that. And they've gone with um, um, Cornelius and uh, sometimes Wind. Uh, neither of those have particularly uh, strong scoring records as a centre forward. So uh, I, I feel like they're kind of still looking for uh, a starting centre forward. Um, in this case, they've also used uh, Braithwaite in that position and uh, Poulsen. I don't think I mentioned in the player by player, but Poulsen uh, has been starting as centre forward uh, actually more than anyone else. But again, he's a right winger, uh, not kind of an out and out forward. So uh, a bit of a um, question as to who will be the starting centre forward. Let's look at some of their new players coming in. Actually, most of them haven't made. Uh, solid inroads into the team since the Euro Cup, although a couple of them, uh, a couple of players uh, who got their start in the Euro Cup are now solidly in the team, uh, uh, like Joachim Mail, the uh, left back. Uh, Christian, uh, 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 sorry, Rasmus Christiansen has made inroads. We we've, think he's going to be a definite candidate to reach the Cup. Uh, to reach the final squad, but not necessarily a starter on that final squad. But uh, he's a new name to the team uh, who has made fairly good inroads. Alexander Barr, uh, just a possible candidate. And actually, all of the ones I'll mention from here on in are just possible candidates. So they've played uh, some games for the Cup, but haven't really uh, secured a position for themselves. Uh, Philip Billing with Bournemouth in England. Uh, is a possible candidate who would be new to the squad. Jacob Brun Larsen, a left winger. Uh, I think he started a couple of times as an attacking uh, midfielder. Um, again, hasn't really made his way into the squad. Uh, but all of these uh, have, have fairly good club affiliations. Alexander Bart, for example, plays for uh, Denmark. Rasmus Christiansen for Leeds United. Um, Brun Larsen plays for Hoffenheim, and Mohamed Darami is with Ajax in uh, um, Netherlands. Uh, he's new to the squad and uh, is a left winger, but uh, hasn't really secured a spot for himself, so just a possible candidate. And finally, uh, Jasper Lindstrom, uh, an attacking midfielder who plays for Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany, uh, making his way into the squad. So these... Uh, uh, are some of the younger players um, 
Mohammed Darmi, the youngest, just 20 years old. In terms of injury, uh, Simon Carr has a, a muscle injury, so the captain of the team and um, uh, one of the starting central defenders until his injury. Uh, he got a muscle injury and uh, wasn't available for the games in June. He also didn't play for his clubs in June, but I think he may have played for his club uh, since then, uh, which leads me to think that he will be back uh, um, in time for the World Cup. But a muscle injury for Simon Carr, so a bit of a doubt now. So we will update this in the update podcast. Uh, Yusuf Coulson uh, also was out with a muscle injury um, for the last match there in June. But uh, last I checked, he was <laughs> listed as having influenza rather than a muscle injury, so it wouldn't take him three months to recover from that. So uh, Yusuf Poulsen will presumably uh, be back and available for the World Cup um, too, but he did uh, he did um, miss the last match there in June. And uh, finally, and perhaps a bit more seriously, Jonas Wind, uh, and this is a recent thing, I think it was in August uh, that he picked up this hamstring injury and has an unknown return date and I have seen uh, players return fairly quickly from hamstring injuries so there seem to be different kinds but uh, in my mind a hamstring injury is kind of a longer term injury and because he has an unknown return date uh, looks like uh, probably among the three players we've talked about the least likely of those uh, to be available for the cup but of course uh, as a likely candidate they'll be hoping that uh, he'll recover from from that okay let's go through some of the notable absences here and i'm thinking here in terms of people who follow the team from world cup to world cup so i'm including uh, uh you know, uh, players or people who were involved in the last World Cup but haven't been that much involved soon. It may be that they were involved in Euro 2020 or else were off the team even by that time. But we begin with their manager. And uh, sorry about the pronunciation, but uh, is it Age Harid? Um, he was the manager for the 2020, uh, sorry, the 2018 World Cup, but was replaced in, in 2020. So uh, he is no longer with them. Jonas Lawson was the backup keeper in the 2018 uh, World Cup and 2020 Euro Cup, but uh, he seems to have been replaced now, uh, last appearing in September 2021. So it doesn't look like he'll be playing backup to Kasper Schmeichel there. Uh, in the player-by-player, -player, we talked about Matthias Jorgensen or Zanka uh, Jorgensen. He's still playing at the club level for Brentford, where quite a few Danish players are. But as far as the national team goes, he hasn't appeared since the 2021 uh, Euro Cup. Uh, Henrik Dalsgaard uh, also. Um, no longer on the team. He last appeared in November 2020. He was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, but wasn't uh, selected for the uh, Euro 2020 Cup there. Uh, William Christ, we actually didn't talk about him in the player-by-player -player, uh, review, but uh, William Christ uh, was on the team from 2007 to 18 and had 84 caps 
with the national team. And he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, but uh, he got injured uh, in game one in that tournament. So basically was out uh, for the rest of the tournament. Um, actually, that was a nasty foul by Peru's Jefferson Farfane, I remember it, uh, that left him with two broken ribs and a punctured lung. Uh, and really, um, he did play after that, but uh, um, no, he didn't play after that. The World Cup was his last uh, his last tournament there at 33 years old. Uh, Lassie Schoen uh, with Denmark from 2009 to 21 with 51 caps, but he last appeared in March 2021. Uh, so he was on the World Cup squad in 2018, but not in uh, the Euro 2020 squad. And uh, we did talk about Pioni Sisto, who we actually have as a possible but unlikely candidate uh, for this cup. Um, uh, he was a starter in the World Cup, although he lost his starting position there in 2018, and he wasn't selected for Euro 2020, but he did play uh, a few games after Euro uh, 2020, So, uh, or he was called up a couple of times, I should say. He only subbed in uh, for one game as far as field time goes. And finally, we have Nikolai Jorgensen, um, uh, I consider him kind of part of their ongoing search uh, for a starting forward. So he's still playing uh, in Denmark. Uh, no, he's he's unattached right now, still playing at the club level. But uh, he's only 31 years old, but has been uh, off the team since uh, June 2019. So uh, he was a starter in the World Cup, but he lost his starting position there. So... Uh, all of those players, none of them uh, kind of huge losses uh, to the team there. Some of them veterans with the team for a long time, but none of them real superstars for the team uh, in that notable absence category. Okay, we're going to just finish off here by uh, going back over the squad and predicting starters for the squad. And, uh, yeah, we, we used to predict substitutes, but now... Uh, we kind of think anyone who's named as a likely candidate, but uh, a likely or definite candidate, but not a starter, um, you know, will obviously be a substitute. So, so we won't uh, spend too much time talking about substitutes. But I will name the definite and possible candidates, and then uh, predict the, the starter among them if I can. So, manager Casper Hulman. Hul uh, um, we doubt they'll change their manager before uh, the World Cup here, so it looks like he'll be leading them through the World Cup. We'll we'll call him a starter. Casper uh, Schmeichel will definitely be the starter, and if he isn't, they're going to have a bit of a problem because they don't have any uh, likely candidates. They haven't really developed a backup keeper for the national team, so a couple of possible candidates there. Uh, but no no likely candidates to mention, and Casper uh, Schmeichel as the starter there. Uh, central defenders is usually a three-man uh, back line, and it's, it's kind of been rotated around four players. That's partly because of the injury to uh, Captain Simon Kerr. Um, and so uh, my guess is that uh, Simon Kerr will return, so I'm going to call him a starter. Andreas Christiansen has probably been the most consistent 
um, as far as uh, starts go. And I'm going to say Joachim Anderson uh, as the starter. And I think uh, Simon Kerr will replace Yannick Vestergaard. Although I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's rotated a bit and Yannick Vestergaard does get a couple of starts. Uh, so those are the four candidates. Um, Andreas Christensen is definite. Yannick Vestergaard and Joachim Anderson is likely. And Simon Kerr as possible because of his injury, uh, because he didn't play any games in June. Although really, I secretly think that he is a... Uh, likely to definite candidate, depending on fitness. Left back, uh, we have just one definite candidate, uh, Joachim, uh, uh, Joachim Mail. So he has uh, nailed down that position, and there's no, uh, there is a, a backup uh, possible candidate. But um, to be honest, when when it's not Joachim Mail, it's usually someone playing out of position. Uh, rather than the the uh, possible candidate who's a left back, so maybe someone like uh, Jens uh, Stryger Larson, who we uh, okay, I'll go back to uh, right back position. So we have Rasmus Christiansen as a definite candidate uh, to make the squad, but I don't think he's um, necessarily a starter for the squad. So I'm going to nominate Daniel Wass as the as the starter there. And uh, Jen Stryker Larson, who is also a likely candidate, uh, I think he'll play backup as a left back uh, rather than being a starter as a right back. But I don't think um, either he or Rasmus Christiansen uh, are starters. Uh, in the defensive midfielder, um, we have Christian Norgard as a possible candidate to make the team. I'm actually pretty sure he will make the team. Uh, because uh, they sometimes use him as a more defensive central midfielder, uh, but not a starter. Uh, I think the starting central midfielder will be the definite candidates of central midfielder, Thomas Delaney and uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. I would even put uh, Hoiberg ahead of Delaney there. Um, and we also have a likely candidate in Matthias Jensen, uh, but I don't see him as a starter. Uh, they have a shocking, uh, shockingly few left midfielders, right midfielders, um, and none of those uh, look like starters. And as far as left wingers and right wingers go, they've been using them more as le as as attacking midfielders or outside forwards. Uh, but we do have a couple of candidates who look like starters. There, Mikel Damsgaard is a, a left winger who we consider definite and i do see him as a starter i'm not so sure though about yusuf pools and actually if he is a starter i see him more likely as starting in the center forward role than in the left winger position that he's designated for but i'm not confident enough to to uh, say that he will be a starter uh, i think he will start some games but i kind of think it'll be rotated um trying to look for a good performer on the uh, right side though the right attacking midfielder andreas skov olsen has done a fabulous job of locking down the position since the euro cup he he wasn't um uh, a starter in the euro cup now i'm trying to think of whether he was in the euro cup at all um but anyway he's uh, he's done very well uh coming into the position so um 
uh, he kind of locked down that position. I think he'll be a starter. And uh, attacking midfielder, Christian Eriksen. Well, they haven't really been using the attacking midfielder uh, position that much. Uh, and yet, I uh, how can you not put Christian Eriksen uh, on the field as a starter? Uh, so I think he'll be somewhere, although a bit of doubt as to the formation and where he will actually be. And then among the forwards... Uh, we do have like a definite candidate in Andreas Cornelius. I think he might start a game or two, but I don't think he's what they're uh, hoping for in a centre forward. And um, we have likely candidates in Martin Braithwaite, who actually plays as a, played as a right attacking midfielder more, and Jonas Wind, who's an injury doubt. But I, I'm not confident enough to say either of those are starters. Uh, after the World Cup or after the Euro 2020, I would have guessed Kasper Dolberg. But to my surprise, they didn't use him that much as a forward. So I think they'll be searching uh, for their starting centre forward. And I can't uh, nominate any of these forwards or Yusuf Poulsen, um, who sometimes starts there, as the starter. So I think I think that's up in the air perhaps depending on the form of these players as they come into the cup. So we may be able to provide a bit of an update uh, when we do our update podcast in, in November. But from right now, it, it looks more like um, um, uh, an uncertainty. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast of uh, Denmark's players. And um, as I just said, we will be updating in uh uh, November, as new information comes out, they're going to publish preliminary rosters and then reduce that to uh, final rosters. So we'll probably do the podcast uh, uh, when the final rosters come out. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us uh, at Soccer Files Canada. That is Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our Soccer Files, uh, our website is written there on soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And uh, I've been improving the show notes, so uh, you can use the show notes to find links and information and uh, navigation through this podcast. So thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.